This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 657. Why you're wasting your time doing only long, slow aerobic workouts by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com and I'm Dr. Neil. Happy Tuesday, welcome back to Optimal Health Daily where I act as your narrator of the best health and fitness blogs all for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and more, kinda like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors. And then on Fridays, it's my favorite part of the week because I get to answer your questions right here on the show. And a big thank you to Audible for their support. I'm such a huge fan. In fact, every year during my birthday and for Christmas, I ask for an Audible gift subscription. And my brother, Justin, just renewed it for me as a Christmas gift. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. And now with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for members. There's never a better time to start listening on Audible. Get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash OHD or text OHD to 500-500 and listen for a change. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash OHD or text OHD to 500-500. And in case you're wondering which Audible book I'm listening to right now, it's Never Let Go by Dan John. Okay, back to today's post. Now, the title of today's post might sound familiar if you've been listening for a long time, way back in episode 258, which was a year and a half ago. I can't believe it. I narrated Ben's article titled, Yet Another Reason You Could Be Wasting Your Time with Long, Slow, Fat-Burning Aerobic Workouts. Now, the order of the articles doesn't matter too much, but they do go hand in hand. So feel free to go back and listen to that. Again, that's episode 258. But for now, let's get right to it and continue this discussion and start optimizing your life. Why You're Wasting Time Doing Only Long, Slow Aerobic Workouts by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com In many of the programs that I write out for my clients who are pursuing fat loss, I include a weekly or bi-weekly long, slow fat-burning session. This is the chance for an individual to train their body how to oxidize and utilize fat efficiently during exercise and is a good opportunity to still burn calories and burn fat without breaking down the body in the same way as a hard session would. After all, if you go hard all the time, every day, you're just gonna get hurt or burn yourself out. But some people, and especially longer distance endurance athletes, such as triathletes, get stuck in a rut performing a long, slow, fat-burning session for nearly every workout, completely avoiding intensity or just not doing intense workouts or intervals because it takes them outside their comfort zone. There are even trainers, athletes, and coaches who would argue that long, slow, distance training is the ultimate way to get fit since it turns the body into an aerobic machine and allows for superior development of the slow-twitch muscle fibers which take a longer time to fatigue and primarily utilize fat as a fuel. But this really isn't true. As a matter of fact, you're wasting your time in getting subpar results if all you're doing are long, slow aerobic workouts. It's a myth that long, slow distance training is the best way to train. And this holds true for everyone, from the 50-year-old woman trying to shed a few pounds of fat, to the triathlete attempting to qualify for the Ironman World Championships in Kona. Data from animals provides some insight into this issue. In a study published in the Journal of Applied Physiology in 1982, researchers observed that 
peak oxidative capacity of muscle fibers occurred when training sessions were performed at 94% of VO2 max intensity, which is far more difficult than the long, slow fat burning zone. To really get you fit for endurance or for fat burning, try the following workout, which was suggested by Stephen McGregor at the 2010 USAT Art and Science of Triathlon Coaching Symposium and is based on a 1998 study in the Journal of Applied Physiology. It noted that 30-second efforts led to incredibly significant increases in power output, peak power, and VO2. Remember, VO2 is your maximum oxygen consumption during exercise and considered the gold standard measurement of performance potential in something like a triathlon. You'd probably expect the increases in power and VO2 mentioned above, but the interesting part is that the study also found significant increases in the oxidative process of mitochondrial enzymes, which basically means that the body's cells become more highly equipped for efficiency during aerobic activity, the type of activity you need during a triathlon or for burning fat. So an example could be 30-second all-out sprints, where you start at four times 30 seconds of all-out sprinting with a two to four minute rest and do that three times a week. Then you'll increase to 10 times 30 seconds all-out sprint with a two and a half minute rest. Do that three times a week. Then follow this for seven weeks. Some people will also argue that hard exercise doesn't increase capillary density in the same way as long, slow distance workouts, which means that the body wouldn't actually be able to feed sugar and oxygen to muscles quite as well if somebody were doing interval-style training instead of low-intensity, steady-state aerobic training. But data suggests that this isn't true either. A study in the Journal of Physiology back in 1977 showed that high-intensity training, around 80% of your VO2 max, increases capillary density to a greater extent than low-intensity training. In this study, participants did the hard efforts 40 minutes per day, four times a week for eight weeks. Another study in the Journal of Physiology in 2004 found that high-intensity training increased capillary density by 20%. Both studies suggest that high-intensity exercise is significantly effective at increasing both capillary density and capillary growth factor release, growth factor being another highly important fitness training response. Obviously, some of these studies are old and some of them were done on animals, but the takeaway message is this. Don't let anyone convince you that long, slow aerobic training is the best way to get fit, even for something like a triathlon. Sure, it should certainly be one component, but high-intensity interval training will get you more bang for your buck, especially if you're pressed for time. You just listened to the post titled, Why You're Wasting Time Doing Only Long, Slow Aerobic Workouts by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. Ben actually has a book on Audible called Beyond Training. So if you enjoy his content, you can check that out and even get it for free with your 30-day Audible trial. Just go to audible.com slash OHD or text OHD to 500-500. As a listener of this show, you like narration and Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. And now with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for members. You could choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. And, perfect for you, Audible members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs to start the new year off on the right foot. Get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com ohd.
or text OHD to 500-500 and listen for a change. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash OHD or text OHD to 500-500. Dr. Neil again here for my commentary. What Ben's trying to say is don't just stick to one type of workout. That's where you start to plateau and get into a rut. It can get boring, you're not as motivated, so it's just no good all around. Instead, toss in some high-intensity interval training and don't worry about some of those myths that you might have heard. Myths like high-intensity interval-type training really won't help you with long-distance events, but we're learning is that's not necessarily true. When you mix up your training, you're gonna make your body more efficient at everything. You're gonna make your muscles be able to respond to different types of training. You're forcing your heart and lungs to work in a different way, which makes them more efficient. Why? Well, because when you expose your body to different forms of exercise, the body goes, oh, okay, I've done this before. This is not new to me. That means during competition, there's less time for your body having to remember and forcing it to adapt to the situation. Instead, it goes, oh, this is familiar. I've done this before. So that's why you want to incorporate all forms of training. You, of course, want to perform long-distance types of trainings, walking or jogging or bicycling for long periods of time. That's great. But some weeks, add in some high-intensity interval training as well. Incorporate resistance training and stretching or yoga. And again, that's all just making sure that your body's well-balanced and working as efficiently as possible. All right. That'll do it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.